0: Blog Talk
1: Radio. Hey everybody, Recruiting Animal here. I don't
2: know about you, but that music picks me up every week. I I felt very sluggish this morning, and pow! When I hear that, it makes me feel good. Anyway, look, I got a bit of a long intro. I'll say it as fast as I can. And I won't shout, because Jerry told me it causes static, okay? Anyway, I posted a picture on my Facebook group yesterday. It showed T-shirts in a shop window, and they all had sayings on them cursing Trump in very strong terms. And I'll tell you what those terms were. Fuck Trump, and if you like Trump, oh, fuck you too. Oh, oh, oh. What would you like me Are to say we on in that air? place? Yeah.
1: Is this live? Okay, that's what
2: it, this is live. This is what it said on those t-shirts. <laughs> Let me see. Okay. And uh, anyway, I posted that picture, and I asked people what they would do if they had a candidate, and they saw this, in her social media feed, okay? I got three kinds of comments. Some people said that everyone has a right to their own political opinions, and that's true, but that's not the issue here. It's the vulgarity. You saw what it did to Jerry a second ago, okay? Other people, okay, and there's other people, the second group I would call them idiots, they complain that this is is not a real issue. They said I was just stirring up trouble, but they must live on a, a different planet than I do, because I see a lot of extreme postings on Facebook and Twitter, and right now, there's a ton of people comparing the situation at the U.S. border to the Holocaust, okay? It's how crazy it can get. And finally... There were the people who said that they would never look at a candidate's social media accounts because they are irrelevant. So this was a non-issue. I don't know where these guys are coming from either, because I see lots of articles saying that most recruiters and employers do look at social media. Workopolis is a big Canadian job board. They posted an article that said 93% of employers say that they will they will search your social media profiles during the interview process according to a 2018 career builder so career builder wake up mike okay career builder survey and 70% <laughs> of employers try it
0: again
2: 70%, yeah 70% of employers use social media to screen candidates during the hiring process 70% and listen to this 43% of them use social media to check on their current employees Okay, final statistic. I know you're falling asleep. CNBC posted an article said that 57% of employers, that's like half, said they've seen content that caused them to eliminate a person as a job contender. Again, that came from CareerBuilder, but CNBC posted it, right? So we see that most recruiters and employers check social media. Common sense says that if they see something really offensive – They're going to decide that there is a cultural mismatch here, right? It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. And I suspect that even someone who doesn't like President Trump might not like that T-shirt posting either. That's my point, okay? But let's see what the real people think on Jerry. Jerry!
1: Show us this! This is the recruiting animal show!
2: Thank you, and I'd you like to thank, thank you for having me. Okay. Okay. You're welcome. I'd like to thank my sponsors. Everybody loves Jerry. Okay. I do too. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I am I, not a I I thank, Well, no, you're not a sponsor. But uh, people like you. They like you better than me. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'd like to thank
2: my. spot yeah, I'd like to thank my sponsors before the show starts. PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Hire Tool. H i r e t u a l the super duper sourcing tool, and hone it h o n e i t the phone interview technology, Jerry before we get going, I just yeah, want yeah. everybody on the show, especially if the regulars are here okay. Jack Kelly was the guest last week, okay know okay there's there's always people who say they find the show entertaining, but there's no knowledge that we pass on okay right. but Jack Kelly. Jack Kelly said he took the advice of the animal crew. Remember, he had a client who ghosted on him. Remember that new word, ghosting? Okay. After he talked to everybody here, he called that person up again, got him on the line, and he got an offer for his candidate. After ah. for
1: being on the show, okay?
2: Uh, there what's the chance
1: of us getting any money, PayPal? Yeah, I knew that was coming.
2: You take it up down with him. You take it up with him. we got a great guest today. He's back for, I think, the third time. Okay? I, I, I like to call him in my mind, the 5 o'clock shadow, the Brian Ooh. Fink, T H E B We're going to talk about hair today. That's why I had to bring that up. Okay? Brian Fink, welcome back. Brian Fink, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hi, Brian. Thanks what for do having you, me. What's going what on? What do you do?
0: What,
2: what do? what do you do?
0: What do I do? I'm a senior technical recruiter that focuses on finding Closure, Elixir, and React talent across the United States for this wild and crazy company called RentPass.
2: Okay, and what is a Closure and blah, 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 React talent? What are they, software blah, blah, developers blah, blah. What is what? It, what does it
0: do? Yeah, so software development, actually you're talking about CNBC. CNBC had an article this week about how React is the most in-demand language right now in the country, so I am looking for software developers that have a good handle on the language that Facebook created to kind of track our likes and our pictures and our tagging and really what makes that a functional website.
2: Okay. While, while, while we're at it, is there anything you want to plug? Do you have some appearances at, at conferences or oh, new websites? Yeah. Or anything like that? Um, great, you know,
0: great. I'd love to plug the upcoming HRTX event. That's going to take place in uh, on August 1st in San Francisco. And then on um I'm sorry, not August. Yeah, on August 1st in San Francisco. I'd love to plug that as well as anything that's going on with the recruiting events that HRTX is putting together with Shally Stackrell um, across North America. We're building What's HRTX? Uh, uh,
2: quick, quick, quick. What's HRTX?
0: HRTX is a learning symposium. It's a training symposium. Um, seven speakers, one day. Um, and it's all about hands-on training. It's limited to about 125 individuals.
1: Uh, yeah, so but what does it mean?
0: HR is
2: human resources. What's TX? Technical? What does TX stand for?
0: Texas? Technology. It stands, te- stands for technology. Okay.
2: Okay, enough of that. Okay, so you're going to be appearing there okay. on August 1st. Yep. Okay, success tips. Yep. When did you go to bed? What time? Um, 10.30. What time did you get up? Uh, 7.30. Seven thirty—that's a loser's time for getting up. All successful people are supposed to get up at six o'clock or earlier. Okay, do you agree with that? Or, or, or lay
1: there I... for two hours, realizing that they are a loser. Uh huh.
0: Yeah, I—I'm going to go with the latter. Um, actually, here's—here's here's the thing: is that uh, I've got a—I'm—I'm I'm working on the—I'm working on West Coast and East Coast hours, so I'm probably on the phone until about nine p.m. each night. Um, I really take that time to uh, read and to meditate and to uh, get some shut-eye. So, yeah, uh, I usually sleep okay. until about
2: 7.30. What did you have for breakfast? Anything?
0: No, cup of coffee.
2: Okay, but you know, it's, it, it's now apparently breakfast is not so important as they used to say it was. Meditate. Do you actually meditate, like, you know, follow your breathing kind of meditate? Apparently all successful people do that now. Do you do that? Uh, 20 minutes at 9 o'clock every night. Oh, really? Okay. Just following your breath? Yeah, Anything I, I, special?
0: Um, you know, I'm trying to kind of fixate on what went right during the day, what went wrong, and what I can do okay, to make it better. Okay, that's not meditation. Better, oh, that's ah.
2: contemplation. That is contemplation. You're, you're out. That's not meditation. Do you exercise? Do you work um, out? No, I do not work out. Steve Levy can okay. tell you that. Okay, okay, okay. Hate that gray? Wash it away. I don't know if you guys remember that commercial hate that gray wash away <laughs> okay we had a big discussion maureen posted twice about hair on my facebook page if i would have posted those people would have been calling me sexist all kinds of bad names not a comment when she did it talk about sexism here's what pauline said our good friend in australia if you are career focused gray hair is not an advantage that's a fact of life sadly women with gray hair look older and i don't know any profession's We're looking like an older female is an advantage. What do you say about that? Is gray hair a problem, and should people dye their hair?
0: So gray hair I don't think is a problem. I think that you've got plenty of people now who are doing unicorn hair and blue hair and pink hair, and that's accepted in the workplace. Why isn't gray hair accepted in the workplace?
2: Because gray hair is old, and pink hair is young. That's why.
0: I, I, I just I disagree with that. I still think. I still okay, you you you're, you're, you you don't. That's not an I'm interesting
2: like, thing for you. Anybody else want to comment on gray hair before I move on? Is that totally uninteresting?
3: Uh huh. Michael, it's what Kendra. About,
2: what? what? It's Kendra. Kendra, shoot! Do You want to talk about gray hair?
3: Yeah, I call her mine, um, but I'll tell you, it's not the gray hair that's the problem. It's the AOL email being totally out of shape and putting COBOL on your resume. It's not the gray hair.
2: Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. I've, I've got. Agree. I've got. My last
1: okay, hire got, was a cobalt developer. You know, Jerry We're Place's program. legacy, guys. Jerry Place's guys had the legacy. Plenty, legacy hey, don't tell anybody. That's my own secret little
3: spot. Okay. Okay. You can, I'll send you all mine.
1: Uh
2: not only that, but, but I got e- email. I'm going to talk about email later on. Do you want to talk about being in shape? Is that is that an issue uh, that people come into an interview and they're they're not uh, in good physical condition? Is that what you're saying, Kendra? So I'm.
3: I think that if you um, are grossly obese, there's definitely that's the last barrier that's different. for discrimination. Oh, that's
2: different. Okay, that's that's yeah. a special case. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but I most, think it makes sense. Most, pre- okay. <laughs> most people are overweight. Okay. Most people are overweight. Face it.
3: I'll take ten, fifteen over. Okay.
2: Okay. Uh, back to to, to to the guest. Were you going to say something? I, you tried to butt in on on Kendra there. Okay.
0: I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say. I don't think it matters, and especially it doesn't matter in my world where a lot of the developers are remote.
2: Oh, okay. I'm with Pauline. Dye your hair, but I don't think a man looks good with dyed hair. Although, uh, uh, what Krista do you find Bracken, attractive in a man? Yeah, yeah, I want Krista to know that. Bradford,
1: Let's talk Krista about that. Bradford,
2: Krista Bradford, Bradford, she said her husband, who's a saxophone uh, player professionally, he dyes his hair. I saw his video on her on her uh, Facebook page, and he he looks pretty good. I mean, he's got the big curly hair, and it didn't look dyed, but I wasn't close up. But I've seen I've seen lots of men uh, with dyed hair, and it doesn't look very good to me. Okay, but also then I talked to Peggy. Peggy this morning and she said facial hair is an issue. And that's why I was thinking my guest today has a great five o'clock shadow, <laughs> which I've always liked. I wish I had a five o'clock shadow, but I don't. Is that a is that a problem you for you? You know how to get one? Uh, <laughs> I,
1: mean, never, I don't have
2: I don't have that kind of black hair that's, you know, gonna show up like his does, okay? okay? All right. So is, is that an issue for you, Brian? Do people get uh, scared or, you know, Turned off by your, your 5 o'clock shadow?
0: No, they want to know when, when I've shaved it. They want to know if I'm...
2: <laughs> okay, it's not an issue. Kendra, since you're into this uh, hair stuff, is five, a 5 o'clock shadow an issue, or maybe you find it attractive?
3: Um, uh, depends on if it's a final round interview with leadership. I think for the um, mid-level hiring managers, it's all right. But um, when mm-hmm. it's leadership and it's the closing, I think you want to look ship-shape.
2: Okay, you're talking about something different. You're talking about these guys who have what I'm going to call an Italian look—a a beard that's that's not you know not too long. This guy always has a blue beard on his. You know, he can shave. You know, five minutes ago, and you're going to see that he's a a very dark-haired fellow with a heavy beard. Okay, that's a a different issue, okay. But I'm moving yeah. on. Okay, now now to the email addresses. Martin Snyder, sponsor of this show, he says, don't be too fussy about email addresses. Ruling out qualified candidates because you don't like their email address is, a, is stupid most of the time. Okay, Brian, do you have a, an opinion about that? And I've got examples from real life of email addresses. Brian, do you have an email that um, you... Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think that people, I think that people should have a professional email address, especially if they're job seekers. Just go and put your first name dot last name dot jobs at at Gmail. I think that you should okay. have, uh, yeah, because that that's your calling card.
2: How biased are you though against someone who doesn't?
0: I'm not that biased, but I, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a opinion that's loosely held.
2: Okay. Anybody else want to come? Anyone else I know? Kendra's got uh, an opinion. She doesn't like AOL. Anybody else? Anybody got a Listen, small one.
3: I'm still rocking oh. an AOL address, but I have a Gmail, and my kids call it <laughs> IAmOld.com.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those if kids you ever are If go ahead, Alan. If you're
3: if you're ever recruiting in Southern California for
4: tech, and you happen to see one on a Mindspring.com, it will mean they're older, but it will mean they rock. So just a heads up for anybody that hunts. Why does it mean seen,
1: they rock?
2: There's two people use the word rock in a, in a second. It was a, why, um, why it do was they a, rock with Mindspring?
4: It was one of the first. It was one of the first ISPs that Earthlink had, uh, a company that Earthlink had bought, and they were all geeks that had Mindspring addresses. And when mm-hmm. Earthlink said, "Now you're you don't have Mindspring anymore. Now you're Earthlink.com," there was such a backlash that Earthlink had to do a workaround and keep the Mindspring. And so mm-hmm. anytime you see a Mindspring the and they're technical with experience, I would just shut up
0: and call them. Okay. Good tip. It's like do, old coke. Hey versus do you new feel coke. the same way about a, do you feel the same way about dot uh at at me dot com email addresses? Alan he's uh, talking to you.
4: Yeah I know. Um I'm I'd have to I'd just at least have to look at the profile or a little bit of but do you I don't know too much. What would you what do you think? I don't know.
0: Well, well, I, I think that at, at Me's were you know the early adopters of Apple Mail and and what have you, and so I'm just wondering, I'm following the same thought process and uh, that you've got with Mindspring that those were the original geeks on the web.
4: Yeah, no, but if, if the same same system, same thing. Now, if there is yeah, an email, yeah. I, I did hear about ten years ago from an at an HR conference, the guy said. As soon as I got the resume, and I read it. I loved it, but I knew I was going to have to have some um, uh, a witness into the interview because the email address was beerbabe69 at da da da. Mm.
2: <laughs> okay, which which brings me to the the examples. So one recruiter, I'm not going to mention any names because I'm uh, I might get attacked. She said she ruled out a candidate who had, I'm banging your wife, uh, as as his email address. b a n g I-N-U-R wife, okay? So she ruled them out, and she said she's proud of having done that, okay? Another said she doesn't have a, a blanket rule on this, but she said she ruled out someone who, uh, the sorry, the real email was boner garage at AOL, okay? Hey, come on! I- <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's what she wrote. She said, but she said, if it's rescue dogs are my jam, at Gmail, she said that she's fine with that. Another uh, recru- these are real recruiters. Another one ruled on uh, ruled out somebody. She said I passed on hookers and beer. That's sort of like Allen's. Okay, so people do lose uh, lose out on on some of these stupid uh, email addresses. Okay, from last week's guest, Alan. I don't know if you were here that he made money after the conversation. He called back that client and, and made a placement. <laughs> the client that he <laughs> talked to you guys about. <laughs> Okay. Okay. But anyway, last week's guest, Jack Kelly, says uh, that he's noticed a big trend in the United States of relocating jobs to lower-cost states in other countries. And, and I read an article about the real estate costs in all the big cities in the United States; they're outrageous. Uh, Brian, do you do much relo? Is is that important in your recruiting? I, I do a lot. Of, I I do a lot of remote.
0: I do a lot of remote about. About 90% of my back-end teams are remote. I don't do anything uh-huh. of okay. yeah. Relo. Okay. Like, Relo just too hard. Like, it's, here's it's, the point. it's too hard. Well, Relo is too difficult. In Animal, the reason it's difficult is you're asking somebody to give up, give up so much more of an environment that they're in and they're used to. Why don't you just pay them the California wages and have them stay in market?
2: Yeah. Okay, but they, there's the issue, you know. They want you to know, the people to mingle with each other, and, and uh, I don't know. Maybe they think people aren't responsible enough to do their work if they're at home. Why do they? Why do some companies want to have somebody on site? Remember, Yahoo had a big issue. Uh, what's her name? What, what was the name of that famous uh, CEO? Mar- Marissa what? Meyer. Yeah. Marissa
1: yeah. Meyer. Mar-
2: Mar- Mar- Marissa Meyer. My- yeah. She she said all the remotes have to come into the office. Remember. There so people were saying, well there must there must be a reason for that. So is there a reason to have people on site? It depends. Hey, don't uh, use the I'm, I'm Jerry. phone. Pick up the if you want to talk on this show it depends. pick up the phone.
0: Go I, ahead. I I agree with Jerry, it depends. But but you look at companies like Zapier, that their entire workforce is hundred percent remote. Um, when Marissa Meyer was making these decisions at Yahoo, we didn't have the collaboration tools like Slack that we have today. We didn't have um, Git repositories that we were that we were actually sharing. I think sharing. you're wrong. It was just
2: a few years ago. That's not ancient history. I think you're wrong about that. But you but you're saying you know what? I it, think uh, the, you
0: can. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. So why don't you Google it and tell me that and tell me that I'm wrong? Back I don't up have time. I'm doing yeah. a show.
2: I'm doing a show right oh, now. Okay.
0: Yeah. Cry me a river. Please cry me a river. Yeah.
2: Okay, but here's you, my here's my point. Hold, whatever the, whatever was the case with Marissa. Okay. In Whatever was the case with Marissa, you're saying that the trend is to allow uh, remote work more and more. I've I got to tell you, I, I'm a bit uh, surprised. You're saying 90% of the, of the placements you're doing or the hires you're making are, are remote. That's quite impressive. Okay, So obviously, yeah. and it works. It works for these people. Is that what you're saying? It works well. It
0: works, yeah, it works for the company as well works for everybody. Involved. Okay.
2: Anybody else anybody else want to
5: talk about yeah, that animal, before I move on? Animal. My husband is you know a federal judge in the patent office. All of the judges work remotely.
2: Really? Oh yeah, yeah. he's got wow. like a, a studio. He's got a little this is Kathy who says I never let her talk. She complained about it on my Facebook group today. No, you I'm just coming don't to don't that. Don't I've don't got a special I've got a special time I've got a special time set aside for that but but her husband is some kind of judge, and he's got a little studio set up at home with a desk and american flags, and he talks on the uh, on video is that what happens kathy right yeah well, there's
5: a three judge panel and they're all via um, video, and the attorneys that are are in they actually go to a courtroom to litigate, but the judges aren't there
1: mm.
2: Okay, and do puppies or anything ever wander into the room or cats walk across the
5: desk? Nope. nope.
2: Okay, and these these judges don't leave, like remember Will Thompson said, sometimes when he does these video interviews, stupid candidates leave their cereal bowls on the table in front of them. Your husband doesn't do that, am I right? Well,
5: the camera's facing his face, so if there's a bowl okay. on the desk, you're not going to see it.
2: Okay. You never know what's going to
3: happen. Okay,
2: was Alan going to say something? Was anybody else going to say something? Uh, Kendra, are you doing any remote hires, or what's the story with you since you're here? Absolutely
3: not. I'm at Spectrum, and they have a zero remote policy, Monday through Friday, on-site. Very traditional. Why? Why? Uh, um, Why? You know, um, I think it's, you know, the – there's a belief that that's how teams best function, but also they've had some relocation strategy. And if you pick and choose who can work remote, you start to get into some um, equitable practices and inequitable practices. Um, I think that you can't just pick and choose who can work remote. That might be some of the philosophy. Well, Brian, but as so a maybe your company's
2: different. You think there's a difference between the two companies so that it suits one company and not another? Because he says 90% of his hires are remote, and it works for the company. And for the for the candidates, right? I, that's and, the and niche saying, that he's in.
3: It's it's a showstopper, I tell you. Sometimes it's a challenge.
2: Yeah,
3: but that's the niche everybody's in. It depends.
2: Why? Okay, elaborate on that. I don't I don't know what you mean.
3: Fink
4: Fink Brian's working in a in a specific software thing, and the supply and demand and the and the configuration of his marketplace. They're okay with it. With Kendra, not so much. With me. It Maybe a one-off every now and then for an office person. We we just had an office person who was moving out of state. We didn't want to lose her, so in a rare move, the company was flexible enough to say, well, okay, let's keep you and do this remote. Everybody understands it, and it doesn't cause disconsternation amongst the rest of the team because they already know
0: her.
2: Okay, okay you companies- know, uh, uh, Jerry and I have a good friend who uh, specializes in semiconductor engineers. And he says almost all of his placements involve relocation, and these uh, candidates know it. But you know, we've had I've had an experience where you know the 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 candidates were willing to move, but at the last minute, his kids say, "No, we're not leaving. Okay, we like it here." I'm just, so, yeah, but I'm
4: just getting over that you admitted you have a friend. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, could you say the rest of it, please? <laughs> Well, okay, most of my friends might be frenemies. You might call them frenemies, okay?
1: <laughs> but, but then again,
4: but it's also the kids, it's also the spouse, it's also the life and the family. There's a whole bunch of if-then statements. But for Brian and his market space, that's what works for them.
2: I think that's the way things are going, Brian's way. That's just my hunch, especially with these real estate prices. It's just too. If a company's based in New York or San Francisco or Los Angeles. How can young people afford okay, to
5: move uh, okay, there?
4: Um, let's just get this out of the way right now because I live in L.A. I grew up here. And yes, prices are crazy. I'm not going to deny that, but I will also say a, a couple making a normal, reasonable salary can afford a home.
2: Kendra, want to vote on that?
3: I'm in Connecticut. Don't <laughs> ask me about housing prices. I wanna,
5: yeah, I want to know what part of L.A. I still own a home there, Alan, and a normal salary? Are you saying like for the Midwest, a couple working for the in the Midwest can afford a house in LA? And what part of LA are you talking about?
4: Well, where's your home? I'm curious.
5: Brentwood.
4: Oh, Brentwood. Come on. Okay, so I can. T- um, you can go east of Pasadena. You can pick up. You can pick up a really nice. You can pick up a reasonable place for about four fifty-five. Um, two couples And how long is your commute
2: gonna be? How long is your commute gonna be? A, an hour and a half? That's another huge issue.
4: Under an, under Wait, an did hour it, it's
2: here. under an hour. You no, if you get if you get Hold a on time. Time.
4: Now if you get if you get to the west of if you're working west of downtown Los Angeles and you start to get into Westwood and Brentwood and Beverly Hills and the some of the beach communities, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely. But if you're if you're talking I just I just had a friend of mine Single single woman just bought a four hundred and eighty thousand dollar home comfortably. She and she doesn't okay. make an outrageous salary.
2: Okay. Any other comments on that before I move on? But I think it's reload is just awful, and I think I, I'm voting with Brian that that's the way it's going to go. Anybody else? No. So, Finished. So Brian, I'll give quick, you the to, question
0: to put that to put. You know, to put, that, ahead. To put that also in there. You know, think about it. We're just coming off of this big news cycle about how open floor plans make teams less collaborative. We find that yeah. our teams by being the, by the fact that they're remote, that they're actually far more collaborative and they're working more closely on projects. so you know the pendulum swings, and I think that uh, I think that that's one of the reasons why it's swinging in our direction.
4: Actually, I have a question for Brian about that
0: Cause ahead, I read that same
4: because uh, I read that same article and in, in on on in general, I think an a purely open environment. Isn't good, but for your a majority of your placements, Brian, my opinion is remote work does need to include even more communication. So, like you said, Slack, IM, and everything else. Do you notice that a lot of your candidates and hiring managers are say above average in communication ability? Because I think that's I think that's a critical piece.
0: It's, it's, a good, it's a good question. So that's one of the things that we actually test for on when it comes to the code test. Um, and when we have our code test and then we do our code review is we do the code review remote. So when we're, when we're doing that poll, we're really understanding how this person will communicate with the team, how they're going to be responsive to feedback, and ultimately if they're going to be able to handle that feedback from a, from a voice perspective or whether it's going to be from type notes on Slack or something like that, that they can react on the fly. Does that make sense?
4: No, no, it does, and I agree because, you know, like with, with my case and, say, Kendra's case, I think there's there's a given where if you're in the office, you're seeing everybody, communication is kind of a lot more fluid because if I need something, I just walk over to Kendra, she walks over to me, you walk over to somebody else, you get something solved.
2: Yeah, but isn't where that with... what people in these open office environments say they hate? There's people bugging them all the time. They can't focus. They it... can't get any concentration.
4: Well, it's true, and it depends because – What really drove this this was two things, the architecture firms needing a new trend, and also it saves on rental square footage. And I've seen the open environments in the architecture world, and it absolutely has not been a good thing. I used to have a bunch of architects coming up to my floor and saying, can I borrow your conference room? We want to get some work done.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Before I move on, Michael G. Cox, are you here? You're a big shot now. You got a promotion. Uh, we, we introduced it at the end of the last show. I don't know exactly how big a shot you are, but re- re- relocation. If you're here, this is your chance. Do you have anything to contribute? This is our big discussion about it. Uh, we've never gone on this long. No? Okay. He's, he's busy. Now that he's a promo he's too busy to come on the show. Uh, this is Brian. This is the next question I'm going to ask you then I'm going to do some ads, okay? Should a recruiter be judged by new hire retention, okay? Or and also should a recruiter the follow-up question to that is should a, re- a recruiter be judged by the new hires performance? There's wildly different opinions about that. We'll come back to it in a minute, but right now it's the recruiting animal here for pc recruiter okay you know what i i gotta change the ad but i like this one it's jeremy sizemore is famous okay he's the sap specialist recruiter and he is a top recruiter he says i've been on pc recruiter for over 15 years one five and why is that there's no reason to change they're constantly improving the product they have great customer service it's well-priced and has all the functionality I want. I love the mobile app, use it all the time. I like the ease with which I can import a LinkedIn profile or Zoom Info profile just by clicking the import button. In PC Recruiter, you can customize reports however you like for team meetings, and PC Recruiter is a staple of the uh, Pinnacle Society. Those are the top recruiters. Half of them use PC Recruiter, Uh, and that's about it. He loves it. He's successful. If you want to be successful, maybe it's for you. Check them out at PcRecruiter.net. And you know what? I'm going to tell you right now about Honeit as well, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. That's phone interview technology. It records your interviews. It turns key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard herself. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, not yours, the candidate's, it delivers a ton of info that you just can't get from a resume, okay? So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about your great candidates, share some of that sizzle with Honet. H-O-N-E it.com and it provides a full transcript as well so you can search for keywords nick livingston's the guy there he's a nice guy okay so check him out i got one more ad to do for hire tool I'll come back and do that in a little while but uh brian do you remember the questions i just asked you do you remember the questions i just asked you
0: <laughs> I, I i do and i have a qu- and, and i have a question for you go ahead why do you all why do you always go to commercial when it starts getting really, really
2: good? You know what? I waited a half an hour. When should I do the commercials? Last time I did them all late, I felt guilty, okay? I had to do that. That's why I did two at one time. I don't want to keep postponing them. When should I do the commercial? When should I? You tell oh. me. Help me.
0: I, I think you do me. It if, the, if the first 15, first 15 last 15.
2: Okay, forget the last 15. That's when I'm doing it, and that's no good, okay? How many people are going to listen in the past 45 minutes, okay? Forget about that. Just to you answer Canadian the question, okay? thanks for your advice. Thanks for your useless
1: input. <laughs> Fine. Okay. Okay. You are welcome, sir. Should a, recruiter, you are
2: welcome. should a recruiter be hired by the retention of the new hire? If, if you bring in a candidate, that candidate gets hired, leaves after six months. Is that your fault? Uh, nope. Why not? Why not?
0: Uh, why, why should it be my fault? Should it be my fault? Because I recommended a candidate and put him forward and somebody swooped in with a, with a better offer than what we were offering in this market. And that person left after six months.
2: Well, you, you don't, you, you don't think you can advise your, your hiring manager. Look, if if we offer this candidate, this money, we're going to lose him in six months. Don't if you're, if that's all you can afford to offer, Don't make that offer. Hire somebody else. Isn't that what you're paid to do? Who's shouting at me? No, I'm I'm paying. Me. I am paid to find talent. Let Brian talk first. Brian first. Brian first. Brian first. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So real quick, I agree with Kendra. Real quick, I, I am paid to find the candidate hr and the managers they're paid to challenge and retain that individual that's not my mo my mo is defined i'm a
2: hunter i
0: can't yeah, i can't help it. If that's your home okay yeah. and so you're
2: not you're, you're you're not to assess if it's a good fit is that what you're saying
0: no no up you're,
2: you're up front no. up front
0: up front if i don't think this person's a good fit i'm not going to put them into production i'm not
1: going to put them a into a good fit into the long fun.
2: term a good fit long Okay, this Alan's first go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, Kathy, go. Oh, Kathy. Oh, sorry. I, I I can barely hear you. Go ahead, shoot, Kathy. That's hello.
5: Incumbent upon, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. That's incumbent upon the company to to retain the candidate. Once it's out of your hands, I mean, who knows what their management is like? I mean, you presented the best qualified candidate. They made the decision to hire the person. If they can't follow through with keeping the person, that's on them.
2: Bingo. Okay, Kathy, if you, know, if you know what the management is like and you know what the candidate is like, shouldn't it be your responsibility to say, you know, this is a match. These guys are going to work well together long term. Or, you know what, it's not going to work. Isn't that your of responsibility, course. That Kathy? Was said,
5: that was said previously. You wouldn't present the candidate if you, wouldn't, if you didn't feel they would be a good fit
0: period yeah. or or yeah. or, or Kathy, alternatively if you have a red flag in the hiring process you know it's our responsibility to go to the manager and say hey i got a red flag i don't think we should move forward with this person
5: yeah absolutely
0: right okay we're, that we're, you
2: know, you're introducing a new that's you're introducing something new there okay saying look i told them not to hire this guy but they did and it didn't work out you're not responsible for that but if you say this is a good candidate Hiring manager, go ahead, make a move, and six months later, that person accepts a job somewhere else. Is that you know? I don't know. You don't have any. We wash your hands of it. When was the last time that recruiters
4: were responsible for walking up to a hiring manager and say, Here's Brian Fink, shut up and hire him?
2: We can say that, but we're matchmakers.
1: Okay, Alan. Dec- why, why do
2: third-party why do third-party agencies have guarantees that last a year if they take no rec- if the recruiters not responsible for
4: If uh, they have if they have, mo- if they have twelve month guarantees, it's for one of two reasons. Number one, they're retained, or number two, they're stupid.
2: <laughs> How long should their guarantee be for?
4: 90 days. I've I've seen you know 60, 90, 120, whatever. I mean whatever's normal. This is Jerry.
2: This is Jerry's specialty. Is he still here or awake? Uh, I'd
4: love to hear Jerry or, on
2: this. Out of the fridge. Jerry's a guarantee guy. Jerry, he's gone. You, you, uh, Brian, you couldn't hold Jerry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry.
0: I know I'm boring as fuck. <laughs> Okay, there
4: you yeah. But, Animal, if we're dating, how can we prove that we can put two people together and say, based on all things known at this moment, this seems uh-huh. like a good match. Bob, Jane, yeah. go have coffee, see if you want to date. They date. They okay. date for 3, okay. 6, 12 months, and then they break up. Is that my fault? No.
2: Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Kendrick, got an opinion? Still with us? Or you follow Jerry to the fridge? <laughs>
3: No, I did not. Um, no, we, you know, we have no input into the candidate being set up for success. I mean, there's just some people who are great interviews and um, great interviewers, but then they get them onto the team and they're not onboarded, given the support, given the coaching, mentorship, and and it just sometimes it's just a fail, and uh, the recruiter can't foresee that.
2: Uh huh. So, so the three people, Jerry, I see signed off. He's not even on the line. Okay, but Kathy, Alan, Brian. And Kendra all agree, I'm not responsible. Don't look at me, okay? What about this next question, Brian? Are you responsible for the new hire's performance, okay? Let's say the person, it's not that they leave, but they're they are not up to par. They're not what was expected. The hiring manager is not happy with uh, the way things are going three or six months down the road. Do you consider yourself at all uh, responsible for that? doesn't sound like it.
0: No, I'm not responsible for that. I'm not responsible for making sure that he doesn't wet the bed. I'm also not responsible for making sure that he makes it into the office um, at, at whenever it is that he's supposed to log on online. Like, I'm not responsible for those things. Well, really, but
2: aren't you um, out there, you're saying, uh, every recruiter, oh, I'm hiring the top people for you. Hey, come to me. I got the top people. And, and here you're saying, no, no, I'm not responsible. Not my job, man.
0: Not my job, man.
2: Yeah, if you get a lemon, that's your fault, not mine. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I, so I'm sure every, I'm sure everybody else agrees with you. Hey, before I forget, uh, let me ask a question. There's a, a guy in in Japan. Okay, and he listens to the show, and he asked me to ask a question of the of the guests. Okay, so it's an ATS question. Usually, I don't ask ask any of those, but he says, "Are you happy?" Wants to know, and you don't have to tell me the brand of your ATS, but You use an ATS. Am I right about that? Can we say yes or no on that, Brian? Yes. Okay. Yes. Does it work, or is it a waste of money? That's one of his questions. It's great. Can I give the name of who I'm using? If you want to, yeah, you're sure. You're welcome to.
0: Sure. Sure. I'm using Phenon people.
2: Uh Uh-huh. And you're happy with yeah, that, okay? On so, but, uh, yeah, but you're I in a actually, for... I think he was asking more about uh, third party agencies, but okay, you're in a corporate environment, okay? And he also wants to know how do you manage your candidate pipeline?
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: that's a that's uh, a good question. So I take people through about four different stage gates: one, their initial interview Two, the code test that so they're working on; three. The phone interview that they have with a hiring manager, and then, uh, then finally forth the, the interview that they're having with the hiring manager and the hiring team. Um, the way that I manage that is through the ATS and also through LinkedIn. They're synchronous, so if I'm moving a candidate uh, and saying that we've reviewed their application, it's asynchronously linked. Um, what else can I,
2: what else can I share? I think you're answering, his, actually his question was for, you know, self-employed or boutique recruiting companies, but I thought I would ask you, and I think, I don't know if he was talking about the project management of the candidates who are already in process or, uh, his larger, uh, you know, uh, talent pool that he's got, but no, well, let's leave it at that for now. And he'll tell me, he'll tell me if he liked your answer, if I missed the boat again, whatever. Okay. Before I move on. Okay. Uh, uh, are there any issues that you'd like to bring up that I haven't touched upon?
0: No, I, I think we're I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah.
2: Okay. Is, re- is recruiting seasonal? Is recruiting seasonal? I've seen some people say, "Well, you know, it's getting to be summertime. I'm not so busy anymore." Do you find that it's it's it, you know there's certain seasons when it's it's busier than others?
0: Actually, summer is the busiest time of the year for me. Why? It is like so. Um, because at this point, managers have got have gotten their budgets. They know what their headcount is. We've handed out bonuses. We know um, who is going to stay with us and who's going to move on to greener pastures. Um, we, yeah. So the summertime, uh, third quarter of the calendar year is usually the busiest one for me here at Rentpath.
2: Okay, that just happens yeah. because of, because of the, your fiscal year, the way it's structured. Am I right about that? It has nothing to do with the actual
1: –
0: You are correct. Now, I will also say that during the last three weeks of the year, things kind of creep to a halt, and then, um, and then we're right back at it with everybody else the first of the year.
2: Okay. But, what but about – third quarter? Uh, how, third many recru- how many recruiters are generally on the teams that you – or does it vary? Like you're in a corporate environment. Are you the only recruiter, or are there a bunch of them? How does it work?
1: We've got eight now.
2: Okay. So, there's, I posted something on my Facebook group. A woman was complaining on Twitter that, you know, she struggles to be heard. Uh, she only gets her chance because there's some nice men on her team who uh, are sensitive to, to that issue, that, that she's getting talked over. The manager doesn't go out of his way to make sure she gets, uh, her you know, a uh, full airtime. Do you find that women recruiters have to struggle to be heard in a, in a meeting or anything like that? that because I've never seen it myself okay I live in a bubble I guess go ahead
0: yeah um, I don't know that female recruiters struggle to be heard especially here I mean um, they're they, they they rule the roots they're are five of them and they're three of uh, they're three guys um, uh-huh. my director of recruiting is uh, is female and uh, I don't you know I think that maybe our environment's a little more conducive but I don't I think that anybody who isn't listening to their peer is doing themselves a disservice and if they're not listening to a peer or giving them as much value as, as they should just based on their sex on on um, on their sex. Their sex That's that's really yeah. low.
2: Yeah. Okay that's really So low. you're saying it's wrong, but that's not what I'm asking. Uh, let's say we all agree it's wrong to, to, to do that. But I'm asking if it happens, you don't notice it. Kathy, you're a woman. You say uh, I don't listen to you here. What about in the working environment? Have you had problems?
5: No, not in the working environment whatsoever. I think uh-huh. you know. I, I I I think that you know. At least my last job at Deloitte, most of us were female and very strong personalities, extremely uh-huh. strong alpha, alpha females. So no, yeah. on your show, I have I have difficulty, but that's it.
2: Yeah, okay. Well, I'm awful. Okay, what about Kendra? She hey. sounds like an alpha personality as well. Kendra, do you have a problem being heard? Do they talk over I'm you?
3: actually told to back it down quite a bit, be more patient with uh-huh. people. I hold people uh-huh. accountable, and I'm told to be more demure, in fact. Okay,
2: okay. But do you notice that other women uh, have problems? Is this, you know, I keep hearing, oh, no one listens to us in the meetings. We don't get to talk. Is it true that other women have those problems?
3: I think that um, when there's an executive level meeting everybody knows that it's more about hierarchy than uh and who t- does the most talking rather that's than if it's a different. It, woman. that's
2: different. That's that's a hierarchy it includes uh, men mm-hmm. and women at different levels, okay? That's not just a sexist issue. So you're 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 you're
3: It's a, dodging it's a that distinction one. because to, often the women are not the people at the high level. So just that's the uh uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. In a tech but uh, are Alan, Alan's a forceful speaker. He could he could drown me out for sure. Uh, what about what about women in your groups, Alan? Any comment? Still here?
4: Yeah, I'm still here. He's I'm gone. sorry. If they're forceful or what?
2: No, no. If if you've got a, 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 I don't know how many recruiters are in your meetings and stuff like that. Do the women have to struggle <laughs> to be heard? Do you talk over them? Do you oh. ignore them? Do you you know not count them as much as the guys? So I'm the
4: only one in the company, but what I, will tell well, you about our, what I will tell you about our people is that we have women that are project managers, superintendents, project, et cetera, across the board, and I would say that they are equally respected. They, um, I do think that there have been a couple of cases where the executives have gone to them or in their reviews and basically said, you're smart, you're good, you're all this. I really want to see you roar more. I want to see you exert uh-huh. yourself more. They're actually giving them permission to be more assertive, and I think it's uh-huh. wonderful.
2: Okay, so in other words, everybody here—not that anybody would uh, actually admit that—they've—they've—they've—they're uh, they've, uh, in a company that's sexist. Jerry, you missed out. We were, we were looking for some expertise from you on guarantees, and and you weren't mm-hmm. here. You were you were in the Try fridge. About that. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do an ad and then get back to uh, everybody. Hire tool, okay. Amy Miller was a guest just a little while ago. I gotta tell you what a show that was, virtuoso performance. Uh, she's uh, a very interesting person. Uh, she works at top companies, and she said on Facebook that her favorite sourcing tool is Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, hands down. She said, she recruits engineering managers in big tech. Quote. I've done side-by-side comparisons between Hire Tool AI sourcing function and another brand-name tool. No contest. Hire Tool provided relevant results with full contact info. Okay, the other tool missed the mark. I'm happy to discuss it further with anybody, but for me, it's not even a question. Hire Tool. Hire Tool. H i r e T u a l. Dot .com Amy Miller check her out if you've never heard of her listen to the show I trust her okay back to that reminds me of something that I wanted to ask you or uh, let me see what what did Amy just say I can't even remember okay sourcing tools where are you go oh, you you wanted to talk about AI okay Brian Artificial intelligence. Okay, this has to be concrete or we don't want to hear it, okay? I don't want any generalizations it's not concrete. about
0: not concrete. the future. not concrete. It's going to be general.
2: Not concrete. Move on. Okay. Next topic. Yeah. What do you think about personality testing? Do you ever use it?
0: Um, we don't use personality testing. We use uh, we use uh, cognitive uh, cognitive one score. What's that? Uh, it's to see what somebody's cognitive ability is to see if they're quote unquote
2: smart like an iq test yeah okay and uh, nobody has does anyone ever refuse to take those tests
0: um not yet
2: uh-huh and they take them online yes sir uh, and uh, Thanks. I like it when you call me sir. Yeah, really. Okay. And uh, did you tell us the brand? Was that the well, brand name? Man, that you, you
1: mentioned?
2: Like that. Yeah. It, it, was that a brand? I didn't say I like it for real. Is that a brand name? I'm not a sir, but, you know, if you have to, okay. Okay. Is is that a, All right, madam. Is that a brand name? Do you mention the brand name of your testing tool?
0: Yeah. So we use one score and for uh, cognitive testing, and we use Codility for our code tests.
2: What what was the other one? I didn't hear it.
0: Codility.
2: Codility. Okay, and you're happy with those. Am I right? Very happy.
0: very happy with them,
2: yeah. Okay, okay. Anybody else want to comment on that? Because, you know, I've got that uh, guy I, I, I like. Uh, I find him very interesting, a good writer, Thomas Shamoro, uh Premuzic. He's been on the show twice. He swears by personality testing. Not one recruiter has ever agreed with him, okay? I'd like to bring him back, but I just know that everybody's going to be, "No, nah, this is nonsense." So I, I don't know. Um, okay. Okay. Here, here's something else. You see, I, I don't. <laughs> do you tell the the candidate the full salary range? Nobody here has ever said that when they talk money, if 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 the if the salary has got a range of eighty to a hundred, they'll never say eighty to a hundred. They'll say eighty to ninety-five. Because if the candidate doesn't get a hundred, they won't understand it and they'll get pissed off. Or, uh, you know, if they say, uh, if you say, well, why do we keep saying
1: that? I'm, I'm I am tired of that. That's crap. All right. Well, the candidate heard the range was eighty to a hundred, so they want to get a hundred.
2: I'm, yeah. I'm tired, yeah, I'm tired of hearing the...
1: that. Why you don't that agree? Is most obviously. certainly not true. It's okay. bullshit. So, Stop saying if you it. Come in
2: at, if you come in at 95, Jerry, the candidate's what? going to say, what am I, Chop liver? How come I'm no, not getting not. 100? Quit
1: making this shit up. That's a lie. It doesn't
2: happen. You know what? what? I, I, Stop I, it. I, 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 one of the big-name recruiters in the entire world said that he would never give the top end. He didn't say because they get hey, angry.
1: That's he, fine. But don't say it for the – don't 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 make it seem that the reason for not getting the top end is because every single candidate, when they get an offer that's anywhere short of that top end, is going to say no.
2: Okay, Jerry, let me ask you a follow-up sure here.
1: Stop saying no, all this that you just said forever so and ever and ever. It's crap. It's not true.
2: Okay. okay. I'm it just true? off. Isn't it true that candidates judge how much the company loves them and values them by the level of the offer? If the offer is on the low side, they're going to say they don't really value me. I- I'm not really sold on them. You don't agree with that, or what? This
1: is just all recruiter speak, so we can so we can sit around here uh, talking amongst ourselves. If a candidate's looking okay. for seventy-five thousand and they get seventy-five thousand. That's cool. Uh-huh. I mean, what, okay. I don't understand this.
2: Stop saying this. Brian, crap. Brian, come oh, yeah. on, get in here. Yes, sir. Brian. Yes, sir. Brian. So what's yep. the story there?
0: You know, I'm not going to talk about my salary, uh, my salary strategies where a candidate can go back and, and access it. What I'd say is, is that we typically come in on the high side, the higher side than market. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that it makes a candidate feel more or less loved. You know, I ask a candidate what their expectation is, and I kind of drive the puck to where that uh, expectation is, and try to come in a few thousand dollars higher than that.
2: Uh huh. Okay. I commend Brian for not revealing his secrets here. Uh, but uh, candidates, I know you're not listening to this show, but if you happen to, if you happen to listen, uh, you know. The, don't be insulted if the if the company doesn't think you're
1: what, worth the what, very What top. Brian's making sure of is that uh, four months from now you don't grab some uh, clip of him saying, "Well, I always make an offer a little bit lower than I'm really prepared to give the second time." And if the candidate comes uh-huh. back, then we give them what they were really asking. That's what he's making sure of. He's not not so, about him not losing anything. A, he knows he knows you're a
0: I don't I don't really go back and forth with candidates too much on compensation. One of the levers that candidates have been most interested to pull with me recently have been days that they have off vacation days because even though we're, you know, like I said, really remote organization, um, they want to know how come we don't have an unlimited PTO policy, right? And instead I'm saying, nope, you've got fifteen days of you've got fifteen days of, of vacation your first year, right? And so the the question that I have, that a lot of camps trying to negotiate with me, is they try to negotiate more PTO. Uh, okay, because, tell
2: people you know, a PTO. Hold on, people in other countries, for instance, they don't know what PTO is, private time off or personal time off. time off, right? So if paid. you've got a doctor's appointment, if you've got <laughs> we a doctor's appointment, PTO don't know what PTO is
1: in Canada either.
2: Maybe we don't, okay? But I happen to know. But, you know,
1: but this guy, hold on, it's, Jerry, just this guy named Super Zuc- paid time <laughs> off.
2: Paid time off. Personal I guess I don't know. Personal
1: time. Okay. But look, time. We, I get this,
2: this guy named Zuhair in Dubai, he wrote, he wrote to me, he said he loves the show, listens all the time. Maybe they don't use the same uh, jargon that, that you no, guys use. So yeah. Let's spell it out, okay? Thank you for writing me, by the way, Zuhair. Uh, anyway, so there we go. So you're saying that's a big issue. They're already getting 15 uh, vacation days off, but they're whining that, uh, you know, they. they they're not allowed. They, what do what they? So they have a doctor's day uh, appointment. They have to take a day off their vacation time in order to uh, go there. Is that what you're saying, Brian? And they don't like that?
0: No, we've got we've got sick days for that that you can use for that. But what they want is uh-huh. they want unlimited PTO, unlimited paid time off. That's a big trend here in the U.S. And when I'm competing with the talent to, to get talent from Facebook or from from a Google. I'm having to compete with companies that offer unlimited time off uh, versus, you know, that we've got it fixed to 15 days.
2: Mm-hmm. And let me ask a follow-up. Yeah. Why would a it's, it's, uh, how how big is your company? How many people are in it?
0: 900 people.
2: Okay, 900.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so it's it's quite quite large, but still it's still nowhere near as large as google or facebook i don't want to you know ask questions that might be awkward for you so you tell me but why would somebody how do you compete with uh with uh recruiters from facebook and google where these you know big name companies uh and you're 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 a good sized company but smaller how do you how do you lure people uh, who uh, are getting called by them as well
0: We compete on compensation. We compete on the challenge that they're being presented with. I mean, we've got the opportunity really to, we're one of the largest React shops in the Southeast. And as you talk to like my leadership, they want us to be the number one React shop in the Southeast. Um, As we talk about making that happen, there are different challenges and different persuasions, different code bases that they can work with that maybe they're not getting to work with at a
2: Google or at a Facebook. Okay, so it's the challenge. That's that's what you're selling, it's work, a, right?
0: It's a challenge. I'm selling the challenge, and I'm also selling the compensation.
2: Oh, I see. Okay, and also the re- possibility yeah. for remote, remote, the remote work. Key, that must remote. be,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. We're almost done. Anybody got uh, any uh, issues they want to raise with Brian? Everybody's so so quiet. Unless I'm talking, they want to talk over. Because yeah, we're just I absorbing all over. the
4: goodness that Brian Fick Which has is is to it? offer.
2: Okay, J- Alan, since you, Alan, you're I in the with a final word, do you think Jerry was right when he scolded me that uh, candidates uh, don't get insulted if you don't give them the top end of the, of the range?
4: You said Jerry said they do not get insulted if you don't give them the highest yeah, number, yeah Jerry said you I know, agree. I think
1: mean, what I was saying was I'm tired of us recruiters all saying that if you give somebody a range, the candidate is always going to be pissed off that they didn't get the top number that you said. It's a liar's tale, I'm you. sick of hearing it,
2: yeah, I agree with Jerry, yeah, stop I it, Adam. Jerry. because you don't want. You don't want to oppose Jerry. That's why. You don't uh, you're, no, you're I don't, don't I do. Okay,
4: too. fine. You want you want an answer? You want a better answer? I'll give you a better answer. So, yeah. a good a good realistic know themselves candidate, if you're quoting 100 to 200,000 or whatever, they know your company to some degree. They understand it and most candidates understand they are not the absolute best and they've got room to grow. So they're also not going to price themselves out. And the other thing that a really good candidate knows, Animal – by the way, you should do some searches um, – is a lot, of good this, a lot of good candidates know that if they price themselves at the top, they got nowhere to go.
2: Okay. <laughs> you, you're, you're giving a lot of credit, I think, to people's egos. The, the, all your candidates sound like modest, reasonable people. Okay? No. Uh, but, yeah, but on general, do we, have do.
4: Good, we have good teams.
2: We have good teams. Okay. Let me to put co- it, I can't ask Brian to comment on that I already. But I can, I can, I can give you proof. I can give you proof. Our turnover
4: is well below the average in our industry. And uh-huh. I, I know when I know all of our people are getting hammered by recruiters and our com- competition. And we still have one of the lowest turnover rates around.
2: Okay, congratulations. Okay, I want to thank Alan Floor, the great Alan Floor. Kathy Manis. I hope she got a, enough time to talk uh, today. You know, I wouldn't want to offend her, okay? The great Kendra up in Connecticut where she doesn't have to worry about real estate prices. Jerry, who spent half his time in the fridge looking for something to eat. <laughs> and I made a wonderful roast
1: beef and ham sandwich. Yeah, yeah. It was good. And, a little
2: mayo. And the great... Mm. Br- Brian Fink, the Finkster, back for the third time. Still interesting. Brian, did you have a good time? Always have a good, have time. A good time? always have a you good can time. Did you have a good time? You can say no. No, but
1: I had a great time. And I always have a good time.
2: Yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll just talk a little
1: louder, okay? Brian Fink <laughs> I take control again, please, and ask her a question. You've got to do something with this thing, well, man. Do it's it. dying here, do it.
2: Come on. Please, please.
1: Okay. Has everybody heard about the virtual Christmas Shut party? Up! January 21st? Shut if not, up!
2: go to uh, jerrytherecruiter.com. I com. will give you a chance if you ask me. Just don't butt in. I have not been able to talk for five minutes, okay? Forgive me. Yeah, you got. <laughs>